Welcome back, everyone. It's the Chips and Bits podcast. Yay. Your favorite video game podcast. The only video game podcast. Of all time. Of all time. I'm your host this month, Matthew Anderson. With me, as always, Kenny Myers. Hey, buddy. What's up? Well, you know, just enjoying this beautiful 2019. Oh, what a great year it has been so far. I know. If you think about all the games released this year, like the one we're talking about that was released last year. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're the host. We're talking about Spider-Man. 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 Made a game about Spider-Man. We're not even singing a Spider-Man song. It doesn't suck like the others do. It's pretty... I, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. But first, your favorite part of the podcast, time for some housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> if you like this podcast, we would appreciate your support in the form of an iTunes review iTunes review uh, make us feel good. Also, you know, helps other people find the podcast. We also have a Patreon. Patreon's a place where you can give us some monies um, that you worked really hard for. Make that money. And they might, you know, the money might be sitting in your pocket and you're like, what could I spend this money on? I'd like some beatboxing from Kenny. Make that money. So, you know, you can go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash chips and bits, all one word. Chips uh, and bits, all one word. Unlike our website, which is chips-and-bits.com. Chips-and-bits.com. Or if you're a terrible person, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. That's a housekeeping. And now, without further ado, more beatboxing from Kenny. Uh, how quickly this became a thing. In case you, you were brought it up, in you brought it up. In case you were wondering, <laughs> in case you were wondering, during preparing for this podcast, I happened to make a, a joke about how terrible I thought Kenny's beatboxing was, and so now he was wrong. Um, but he was wrong. You'll be graced with Kenny's wonderful beatboxing. That's pretty skills. good too. I think I remember you beatboxing for the rest do of it. the podcast. Do some beatboxing for the people. Would you want me to do lip pod, uh, beatboxing like you were just doing, or throat beatboxing? I don't. Don't, don't be a douchebag about it. Just beatbox. Well, what's throat beatboxing? Is that like my pony budget? No, it's that versus a. I feel like, yeah, that's pretty good. I feel like we should just make a beatboxing podcast. We probably should at this point. Just sampling. <laughs> if you haven't been a longtime listener, we've already lost you. I mean, this one. I mean, this podcast is garbage anyway. Let's talk about Spider Man. Spider Man. Uh, you go first. What'd you think? Uh, I. I only had one problem with Spider-Man. Oh, good. And that problem was sometimes the dialogue was pretty bad. Wait, sometimes? I didn't think it was all the time, but I thought it was a lot of the time. I think we should clarify, because I believe I have a similar problem with the game. The dialogue wasn't always very good, uh, but with Spider-Man it made sense for him to make really bad jokes, because he's Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay for him to be cheesy, because that's what he is. Sure. But a lot of the dialogue from the villains and like the, the heroes was a little a little much. But every once in a while, they would there would be a really good piece of dialogue. Okay. But other than that, this game was so fun. I'm going to try to break down the dialogue into three different sections. Okay. 
There is dialogue where Peter is talking to himself. Yes. Then there is dialogue that happens between uh, any of the characters. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm going to have to break it down into four. Okay, number two is there's dialogue that happens between the characters, and it is part of the story. So it's pushing you to do something next, Yeah. or you're talking to the cop, or you're talking to Mary Jane, or whatever. Expositional dialogue? Yes, expositional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there is um, banter dialogue that takes place between almost all of the characters just to push a cutscene along. Okay. And then there's dialogue between either Peter Parker or Spider-Man and either um, Dr. Octavius or Doc Ock. Yes. Those are the four categories. Well, do you consider that the villains? No. Okay. No. He's in his own area. Okay. Okay? And then here's what I would say about the dialogue. Okay. The dialogue between Peter and himself was usually great. It yeah. was typically just some stupid comment where really he was cheesy. talking about some what he just joke. said to Mary Jane uh-huh. on the phone yeah. or whatever it was. And it was usually funny and offhanded totally and fit the whimsical character. and it was fine. Yeah. Then there was any of the story dialogue between him and any of the other characters. Um, usually that was terrible. It was really bad. Yeah. Usually. Usually that was terrible. Usually. Yep. And then there was the banter parts um, during the cutscenes. Usually, that was terrible. Yeah, very terrible. And then there was Could all... You, do you remember a specific banter part? Like, between which characters? Sure. Like, the time when uh, Peter drops in at the uh, hunger, hunger Place feast. Feast? And has, like, 15 minutes of dialogue between him and Aunt May and Martin Lee and the bum and the guy at the front desk and Miles. And just, just nothing. It's yeah. Just stupid. Yeah. Um, and then there's all of the dialogue that takes place between Peter and Spider, Peter slash Spider-Man and Doc Ock and yeah. Octavius, and it's wonderful. It's all excellent. of that dialogue is amazing. That whole story is so well developed yeah, in the game. The whole thing. I mean, it's the core of the game. Yes. Uh, okay, so I lied. I actually have two problems with this cool. game. Cool, great. Hit One me. is the that I agree with you 100% on that dialogue. Okay. Number two, although I did think that uh, every once in a while, Martin Lee and Spider-Man, Mr. Negative, as he's known, yeah, would have a really good thing. You also forgot part five, which is the amazingness that is J. Jonah Jameson's public talk show, <laughs> which is just like that's not, I, I consider that more like Grand Theft Auto Radio. I, it's so style. funny though. Yeah. Like some of the stuff he says is really good, mm-hmm. but it's like the perfect, perfect outlet. Like the way they wrote a Spider-Man story, how they chose to to sculpt their universe was really good. So there's wait, wait. Let me finish okay. with like here's this second. There's yes. two points. The dialogue and when you weren't Spider-Man playing the Spider-Man game. Oh, yeah. When you were Those Mary Jane were Watson. slow or, yeah. mm-hmm. and awful. Yes. Even though I liked the characters. Yep. Like, it was not fun to play them because Spider-Man is so fun to play. Yeah. Like, it was like a, it was a sneaking game. That the only got really good at the end when you had enough tools to make it a little interesting. Because right. you had the stun gun then and yeah. something else. Or like yeah. a really intimidating villain like Rhino. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, that's only because it was kind of a set piece, yep. really. Uh, but but the rest of it was like hot garbage. Yeah. It was so bad yeah. and obnoxious. And mm-hmm. it took forever. It did. Uh, yeah. And, I, I, and, and it sucks because both the characters were really well done. I thought overall. Like who they are. In the uh, the game and the universe was really good. The dialogue wasn't always great, but I mean, I liked their motivations and how they worked. Yep, totally. So that's it. So those are the those are the two the two things I really didn't like about Spider-Man. Fortunately, that's not the majority of the game. No, n- not at all. The majority of the game is you swinging around 
like Like, a crazy person having the most like vertical combat i've ever played in my entire life and so fluid yeah it is incredible i don't even i mean it's one it's one of those things where the first you know i'm always expecting when you play a game that because i play so many video games i'm gonna pick up the mechanics it's gonna be you know gonna be relatively easy i'll be you know pretty good at this game sometime in the next couple of minutes yeah with Spider-Man, it's like the very first time you get out there, and they throw you right into the game. It's you, great. You just start the game and they just start, start with playing. this terrible song. Yeah, they really do. Oh, and man, that was really bad. It was a really bad song. Really but bad. then you just jump out the window, and then they're like, yeah. okay, I'll hold R2 to swing. And you're like, yeah, you're like, midair. Do this to swing. And, and you're, you're like, like, okay. And, and then, then the you minute don't want to stop. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, this is fucking great. Yeah. yeah it feels so good yeah. to play this game, and it looks fantastic. You can, I mean, and there were several battles, specifically boss battles and then fight sequences, in which... You can not touch the ground if you don't want to. That's what I loved about this game. I thought the boss battles were excellent. They were great. And in particular, I think you're talking about one part. One, one, so I, I thought Act 3 of this game and the conclusion were phenomenal. Yeah. And as a part of that, um, I'm just going to skip right to it. There's a, there's a pretty good buildup to it. It's a little slow in the middle there, I want to say. A tiny bit, yeah. But also it might slow down just because you're exploring the city a ton and doing a ton of shit. I mean, I did that in another order, but yes. Yeah. Well, no, I did most of it in the beginning. Yeah, me too. I spent most of my time because I enjoyed the game and the mechanics so much doing all the tasks that I had to do. Yeah. Like every every area was a checklist of joy. It's funny. And, and if you it's were... a typical open world game. Yes. Like it has like the activities to do in each quadrant and you beat each quadrant kind of thing. Yeah, I found myself in this game over and over again, unlike almost every other open world style game I can remember. I would sit down for the evening to start playing the game. The game would load up, I'd check the map, see where I was, and I'd specifically pick a task that was far away. It was over on the other side of the map. Yeah. Just so that I could run, jump off of a ledge, start swinging, and just fucking go to the other side. Maybe there'd be a crime along the way. I could listen to Jonah Jameson, whatever the fuck, and then start something amazing. Uh, I usually fast travel as soon as I get it everywhere all the time, and I I rarely fast travel in this game. I, I rarely fast travel, too. I think part of that is some of that's a little spread out than a lot mm-hmm. of other games. Yeah. But it's also one of those games like where you, where when you watch someone play it, even after you beat it, like God of War or something, where you're just like, I just need to play this game again. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. just like, this is so fun. It's fun to watch, and it just makes you want to play it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk... So, we were... Sorry, we, I think we got off track, but the fight in Act 3, yes. where you were completely vertical, was between Electro and Vulture. Yep. Really well conceived mm-hmm. in this, in terms of how... The villains look great. The comparison... The natural comparison of this game is the Arkham series. Yep. The and, I, and I think that's a fair comparison. I think the combat in Spider-Man is as... I mean, the combat in Arkham is like the... the yeah, the, the gold top. star. Yeah. Yep. And so I think Spider-Man actually builds on that, but adds more Spider-Man elements to it. But I still think it's like the spiritual successor to it in mm-hmm. a way. Um, but in particular, this one fight, which would never happen in Batman, no, is when you're you're just swinging around fighting two airborne villains. Pretty much, you never touch the ground, no, and you're dodging between two of them. And I never thought they would set up like usually they set up a one boss, yeah, per thing. But the two made it really, really interesting. And it was just like just it kicks off the third act, which is like a, a grand scale. Um, you're fighting everybody of the Sinister all Six, over the, place. the whole yep. Sinister Six. Um, each of whom look fantastic mm-hmm. and sound fantastic. Yep. Uh, and each of whom has a really cool little boss battle that's challenging. Uh, 
I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I played on, did you play on hard? Did you play? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was, I thought it was challenging. I died quite a bit. Me too. Um, I like the sneaking mechanics, but they're not like Batman sneaking. They're like. It's more like you take care of a couple of dudes to start the level and then you get in there. And, and then you're yourself. fighting. Yeah, get your hands dirty. You know, Spider-Man really isn't a sneaky person. He's, no. He's more of a jump right in and start making jokes. And mm-hmm. I think they captured that really well. Mm-hmm. Really well. I did like that you could kick people off buildings. Yeah, some of my favorite stuff was the way that they used uh, some of the environmentals. So, uh, you well, know, the environmental combat is—it's it, just insane. I never played a game that made it so easy. Yeah, like just you could be—you know—a a quick uh, example of that would be uh, they, had, they had these bases that you needed to, you know, capture or de- or or defeat in the third act. Yeah, and there would typically be a layout to the base that was—it's a square each corner and sometimes in the middle they'd have snipers and then they also had two towers and then they had this is on top of a building right some yeah some of them on top some of them are on top somewhere on the ground and then there'd be these like turrets that were either on the ground or they'd be attached to cars and so you would essentially you'd swing into this area you'd zip down you know with your web take but via stealth take out the four snipers hop down into the thick of things immediately wait for the turrets and the, the guys to come charge at you Use your web to pull down one of the towers mm-hmm. on top of everybody. Pull down the other tower. Then rip the turret off the car and swing it around and throw it at people. And that was just wave one of six. Right. And I was like, this game is fucking awesome. It's so cool. And they had a really great uh, reward mechanism for Discovery, which was the Spider-Man suits. Oh, yeah. It's great. Because I thought all the Spider-Man suits, I mean, there was a couple duds, but they were all really interesting. They were all really cool. Yeah. Although I will say, because I did so much exploration at first... I unlocked the um, black cat suit probably, I want to say, maybe 30 minutes into the game. Yeah. Never used another suit. That really? suit is amazing. I never used that suit. Yeah, the black suit is dope. I always, I always Super used, dope. I used two. I generally stuck with the, um, what is it? The uh, I really liked, there's a couple suits you haven't unlocked yet, I don't think. Because you have 100%. Unlocked them all. You have? Yep. Do, have you tried the cell shaded? Yes. That one is really cool. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It just it gets a little distracting though. Right. Um but there's one that um it's Iron Spider. Yep. I, I like love that one, that one and mm-hmm. I love the power that came with it. But yep. I so each some suits when you unlock them they also unlock like a superpower that you charge up for. Except the uh the cell shaded one which unlocks quips. Which was yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Did you get the uh naked one? No. Oh, it looks like you're missing something Wait, in the game. The naked suit? Not fully naked, but in boxers. Oh, uh, I don't have that oh, one. Oh, looks like you're missing yeah. something around the city. Okay, yeah, it must be. Uh, so you get this naked suit, and it has a power called the Equalizer, mm-hmm. and it's uh, one hit kills, like, beats enemies. Yeah. Including yourself. Oh. So if they hit you once, you're, you're done. No, but you also just, like, boo, 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 boo. That's pretty cool. Um, it was really cool. Um, they have a really good dodge mechanic in this game. Excellent. Excellent dodge. It felt comfortable enough. Uh, that you would uh, that you would do it like you could execute it pretty well as a part of like the combat flow mm-hmm. and it never felt like it was unfair like unfairness is kind of one of the problems with the mm-hmm. with those things um, you and know they, like where you had to just be super quick but I thought they gave you enough time yeah they tied it it's it it's uh, progresses so you know you 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 have a way that they your spidey sense will show up on the screen yeah um, which again even that's just cool they tie it into your spidey sense of course yeah. Um, and so you'll see it, that sort of flash around your head, and then you'll see it strengthen, and then you'll see it change color. 
And so you can dodge any time during that. You have you have kind of a grace period. Yeah. But if you just dodge during the beginning part of it, you just move out of the way. Yeah. Whereas if you dodge during the colored part, you get a whole bunch of different bonuses. Sometimes it just slows down time. Then you can also unlock powers. That well, you, you unlock powers that like slow yeah, down time. You, yeah. If you unlock, you can unlock powers that both slow down time. If you do a perfect dodge, it refills your gadgets, refills your focus. The most whatever. useful one I thought was when you dodge bullets. And then you could take down a guy. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. That was just a They start giving you these these really cool bonuses where if you do a perfect dodge on certain types of enemies, like if someone was trying to fire a bazooka at you or fire weapons at you, and you perfect dodge the ammo attack, then you can immediately, if you think about it, press one button to zip over to them and insta-kill them. Right. Which was great because... Guns are obnoxious. They they suck, right? You get into a, 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 a field of like 20 guys. Yeah. And, you, you know, your intuition, like in any good fighting game, is to seek that enemy out and take them out of the equation. But sometimes there would just be so many enemies. Right. That and you, flying enemies at a certain oh, point. Oh, yeah. You yeah. just you had to stay in the thick of it and take some of them out. So in the beginning of some of these battles, there was this sort of intricate dance of wanting to defeat the enemies and not get hit by them. But yeah. then also, like, I got to take out that guy with the, with the gun. So, yeah, it made it super fun. But the, the thing about the combat was it wasn't just, like, I think, like, with the Batman... It's really kind of about staying in place and building like a circle where yeah. you just jump around. But in Spider-Man, it's very much about mobility, going up, going down, mm-hmm. moving around, jumping on the wall, and then jumping out at people. That's There's all these really so fantastic good. moves that you start accumulating even more as they go on. And the skill tree is really well designed. Um, although I did think the tricks while you were in the air was kind of that silly. Was dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, was, and they tied it into aerial combat, too. You also start unlocking moves that both... You can take, you can lift a person off That's of, off the ground. When you transition into an aerial gravity. attack, yeah. yeah, transition into an aerial attack, keep them up in the air, use them as a weapon, yeah. you know, slam back down to the ground, do it again. It you can great. at some point grab uh, one of the people with your web and then swing them around in a circle, knocking back all the yeah. all the enemies coming at you. Yeah, I want to talk about Martin Lee because I really liked how they wrote that character. Sure, even if the it. dialogue wasn't good, I really like that. So Martin Lee's kind of a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Well, you think it's kind of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde character, mm-hmm. whereas he runs this thing called Feast, which is a benevolent organization set up to be benevolent. And then in the story, you find out uh, it I mean, is truly benevolent. There's mm-hmm. nothing insidious about it, nope. except for the guy who runs it wants to destroy Norman Osborn, who's mm-hmm. not the Green Goblin in this, but... Yeah, not yet, at least. Not yet, at least. Not until Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, and and he he's not a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. He is that person. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I really like that. I really like that they don't just like, well, his power is warped. Right. Like at nighttime his face melts off and right, he becomes right. a demon. Right. They were just like, Oh no, no, he knows he's a terrible person. He knows he's doing all these things. Yeah. And Feast is like and like his charity is set up because of his guilty conscience. Yeah. But he's still a, a mean motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And I, I really appreciated that. And I really appreciated pretty much, I thought all the story beats were incredible. Mm-hmm. Like the big ones, the Doc Ock reveal when the arms. It just, I don't even know how to describe it. it. I mean, I remember seeing Spider-Man 2, the movie, and feeling like the arms were really cool. The arms felt threatening. Oh, yeah. In this game. They like, were They really had a impressive. mechanism to mm-hmm. them, just like a way that they moved that was really great. And Doc Ock was not moving. Like No. He, he just floats around. He just floats around, and it's really kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and when he's introduced finally, like fully, it's with the entire Sinister Six, mm-hmm. um, which is Rhino, Scorpion, 
if you know Marvel Comics and know these characters. Rhino, Scorpion, um, Electro, Vulture, Mr. Negative, who's kind of prominent in this game. Um, Doc Ock. And Doc Ock. Mr. Negative being the one that's not like a classic villain mm -hmm. who's been yeah. around, who's just was like invented in the 2000s. Um, and they're great. And you go through and they're destroying the city and the game has stakes and Doc Ock does some fucked up shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, like messed up stuff. And I just thought that third act was just like above and beyond. Probably one of the best final acts of video games ever played, uh, culminating in a really great battle mm -hmm. that felt really well acted. Like that's what's that's where I was going. Too. Yeah, like the Ock, like 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 Matt was saying at the beginning, the Ock, Doc Ock, and Spider Man conversations just keep ramping up. Like, and they feel real. Yeah, like, I feel like they're two real people that you've been following along in this story, and they very much feel betrayed by each one another. Yeah. For their own justified reasons. I mean, you know, you know Doc Ogg is kind of crazy. Right, but like he feels justified in, yeah. in how he feels towards Spider-Man and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, and, and, and it's really, really well done. And it ends just like, you're like, oh, man, that was crazy. Like mm. you feel for both of them. Yep. You feel for Spider-Man and then you feel for Doc Ogg. And then they do something that I would never have expected. They do a couple things. A Spider-Man to do. Now, Miles, I wasn't surprised at. They gave right. him a spider power. Absolutely. And Miles is a, a really popular Spider-Man. He's mm -hmm. really great. Uh, but they kill... Uh, yeah. They kill Aunt May. Yeah. I mean, I huge spoiler. Yeah. yeah. They kill Aunt May, and they make a, a, a really, like, almost like a Sophie's Choice of sorts. Yep. Where Spider-Man can heal Aunt May, but other pe more people will die as a result. And he knows that she wouldn't go for that, so... And nor would he. Right. And it was so unexpected and crazy good yeah like i i, what no, you... I, I, I vocalized out loud uh this was another one of those moments where i happened to be uh playing well at the same time my wife's doing her own thing on the couch yeah and she's like what are those chicken sounds yeah. <laughs> throwback yeah um no so and the, so the screen goes black and then you know uh the the scene fades away the dialogue goes away and all you can hear is the beating of the heart machine and then they do the flatline thing. Yeah. And I literally said out loud, oh, what? Yeah. Did they actually kill Aunt May? Yeah. And of course, my wife is like, huh? What? Who? Where, what do you? She's not paying attention. And but what are those chicken sounds? Enough that like, I literally said it out loud. Yeah. I was like, what? Because, I mean, I guess you just don't expect a video game. I, I, so I know one of the things about this game is that it's supposed to be the sort of starter for Marvel's new approach to video game. They set up a new division. They put a lot of energy into it. It's very much paid off for mm -hmm. them. Spider-Man's a really high-selling game. That's good. Um, actually, I think it's like the highest-selling PlayStation exclusive. That's great. Um, and uh, and and for for them to take like such a bold storytelling move, yeah, shows that they're willing to have some stakes involved. Yeah. And also, they had like Avengers Tower and Doctor Strange place mm -hmm. in there. They had little Easter eggs setting it up. Uh, and I hope that they approach this the same way that they approach the cinematic universe. That would be awesome. They also have the rights to the X-Men in video games, so. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, Give me some Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, but appropriately. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine is a side side character. People need to stop making him a main character. I like him as a main character if he's done well. I, I just feel like he's at his best as a like ravenous side character. Sure. Anyway, we can get into discussion whenever the X-Men game comes out. That's, yep, totally. That's like a, I don't know, Switch exclusive or whatever. Hmm, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, so, 
I think they really, I was really surprised that they did that. And yeah. then they had another twist at the very end, which mm -hmm. is if you stayed through the credits. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Do you I want mean, to explain? We should talk about it on the podcast right now because you I don't, don't know, know what it was. I, you know, I have my guesses. Uh, but yeah, so the during the story of the game, you've come to find out that um, so Harry Osborne, um, Harry Osborne, Norman's, Norman's son, son, and your friend uh -huh. Peter's friend uh, has gone away yep. because he got sick, mm -hmm. and you've been doing little side projects for him around the city. He's been involved. He's been he's been woven through the entire storyline. Yeah. And you think he got sent away to get some special treatment that, you know, his dad pulled some strings for. Well, you find out that he was sick. You didn't know he was right. sick. You find out not only he, was he sick, but the reason why he's gone is, is because his dad sent him away to get some, like, special new treatment for this thing. Yeah. So that he doesn't die of the same thing that his mom died from. Right. The, the very final cut scene sequence post-credits is Norman, fresh off of almost being killed by Doc Ock and saved only by... Spider-Man's good graces, uh, goes into his little secret lab and opens up this fucking vat. Uh -huh. And in the vat, you realize he's got his son, Harry, hooked up to some shit in the vat. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's some dialogue about how I'll, I'll figure it out. We, we still haven't found the cure, but we'll figure it out. And then he you know, like puts his hand onto the, the, the vat. Like, he closes his eyes, so he doesn't know what's happening. And then, like, these little tendrils sort of reach out like a hand to touch where his hand is on the, on the glass. Yeah. So... Do you have any theories? My reaction was, wait, are they going to make Harry Venom? I think they're going to make Harry Venom. He's not e ever been that in the universe ever, has he? No, but it's a really great idea. It is. It's a fabulous idea <laughs> yeah. because I can't think of a better contrasting... I mean, a more painful contrasting storyline than the Doc Ock one with Spider-Man yeah. than if Harry and, Sp and Peter have to fight each other right? in that way. Right. Ugh. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, wait, that looked a little bit like Venom hands. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's my guess. I think it's Venom. That would be amazing. And then Miles was revealed as Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Uh, one story beat that I really liked uh, was they made Mary Jane an investigative reporter instead of an act actor. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job of that. And I thought that that added a lot to why she's okay with Spider-Man. Like, cause she's a pretty strong, she was so like, she was written really well. I yeah. thought, um, I mean, her dialogue wasn't always the best, but I thought that yeah, but her it was better than most. Yeah. yeah. Her intention was very much like, I thought Hey, their interchanges were better than most. Most of the bad Spider-Man interchanges were like, well, talking to the cop, talking to any, like miles, talking, yeah. like talking to villains, except, except what would be one of my only other, so my only other gripe that I would throw in here with this game was how they structured the ending of the game. Okay. Because so many aspects of the ending, quote unquote ending, were so amazing in this yeah. game. Uh, and then there were these weirdly constructed, super short, thrown vignettes? at the end vignettes. Yeah. Including the one with Mary Jane, which in I thought diner? was terrible. Where he's like... Hey, and she's like, "Hey, did you get? I got a new job." And he's like, "Congrats!" And she's like, "Did you get a new job?" And he's like, "No." And then like, they're like dumplings. Like, oh, cool. And he's like, "I'm gonna be a chef." And she's like, "You suck at cooking." And then he's like, "Yeah, I can kind of make some things that have been jokes throughout the game that weren't very good jokes." Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm gonna stay with Miles for a bit." And she's like, "Well, you could always stay with me." Yeah. He's like, "But only if you want me to." Yeah. She's like, "I never didn't want you to." Right. And then they like lean over and like kiss cutscene. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. 
it was, was it stupid. Was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So there was stuff like that in the ending too. And then, you know, the Doc Ock cutscene where it's like he goes into the jail cell and then he looks up with the creepy look cutscene. And you're like, what was what was I that? I don't even remember that cutscene. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was one right after that where they show the guards tossing Octavius into his cell and he sits up on the side of the bed and then it's one of those like close ups, you know. He looks up and stares into the camera with his creepy eyes. Yeah. But it was like two seconds long. Right. Loading, loading. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? And then the Aunt May one. And then the Miles one. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, guys, just like throw, throw it all in at the end. A very there. Return of the King ending. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like that part of it. Still um, though. I mean, these are like minor. Very minor. Because like, yes. it, it didn't detract from the fact that we really liked the story. Yeah. And I kept. I also was still waiting. I was like, "Are they going to do the Miles reveal? When's the Miles reveal?" Yeah. And then, and then they did that, and I was like, "Yeah, that was really cool." Yeah, yeah. Yep, those are my gripes. The rest of the game is amazing. <laughs> Play Spider-Man. Yeah, it it feels good. It's super fun. Uh, I I don't know how Marvel does what they do sometimes, but. Well, I mean, this really wasn't Marvel. It was Insomniac. Yeah, but they're off to a great start. I'm Insomniac makes great games. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, good job. All right. Way to go, everyone. I'm so excited. I hope we get more superhero games that are this good. Me too. That would be so great. All right. Well, uh, I think you're cutting us off here, right? It's me. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you're enjoying Mm. uh, 2019 so far Mm. and all the amazing things that it has brought along with it, including this podcast about Spider-Man from your friends at Chips and Bits. And I hope all the terrible things that have happened aren't weighing you down too much. No, no. In fact, if you were playing Spider-Man, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, I've been your host this month, Matthew Anderson, across the table from me. Kenny Myers. And we will see you next month with, I don't know what we are podcasting about. I think um, Tomb Raider. Apparently Tomb Raider. Yeah. Sounds like a good good guess. All uh, right. So let's We're just knocking Raider. out these 2018 games. Hell yeah. Thanks for your support. We'll, uh, we'll uh, not talk to you. You'll, you'll, we'll talk to you we'll soon. We'll talk at you we'll soon. Talk, <laughs> we'll talk at you soon. The Bye. best way. Bye.